You're listening to Dr. Leslie Inspires, a show where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Dr. Leslie is joined by Mr. Wayne, who provides insight from a male perspective. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. We are so excited to have you. And this is where we are all about empowering, encouraging, and inspiring you, mothers just like you, who are struggling to raise their sons. So we talk about many topics um, over the course of the weeks, you know, that are designed to help you and to raise your level of awareness to challenge your thinking, you know, and many of the topics that we talk about actually deal with boundaries. And so mothers struggling with the relationship with their son uh, because of the many challenges that mothers have, they actually start with having a lack of clear boundaries. And for the purpose of clarity, I define the word boundaries, and it is defined as showing where one thing ends and the other begins. Boundaries in a relationship, in this case, a mother-son relationship, are kind of like this. They help each person figure out where one person ends and the other begins. Boundaries help you define what you are comfortable with and how you would like to be treated by others. Okay, so we're working to trust God through this process because every day is a process. Every day is a new day. Every day, there are new mercies. And so let's go ahead and start in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this awesome opportunity to come before you one more time. I pray that this podcast would be all of you and none of me, giving me the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that I need to say what you would have me to say, to encourage, empower, and inspire a mother who may just be frustrated with her situation. But Father God, there is a way out, and it is you. So I just thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So I'm talking about uh, school teachers and sons today. Even if your son is 50, there are some habits that were developed when he was young, when he was in school, there were some habits that were developed that you helped to develop. And as a result, you are getting what you have now or whoever you're listening to this for, they're getting what they're getting. Not because it started today, but because it started back when he was in school, okay? So many of the mothers uh, have a bond with their son. 
And that bond is, it, it makes them soft, have a soft heart for their son. Uh, you know, sons, we've had podcasts, we have meetings. I work with mothers who they can say no to their daughter very easily, but they struggle with saying no to their son. Okay. I noticed this problem years ago when, um, you know, working in the school system, working in schools, period. Uh, but it has definitely gotten worse with millennial parenting. And we talked about that in a previous episode. But as I talk about school teachers and sons, I want to talk to those mothers who do their son's homework and think that the teacher doesn't know. Raise your hand if I am talking to you. Okay. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Okay, I see you. But I want to just give you some tidbits to think about if you are doing your son's homework or if you are so frustrated with the work that is sent home that you end up doing his homework or you have someone to do it or you just don't even just, just say forget it because you've got too much on your plate seeing that too. But I want you to know that you are either getting ready to continue or you need to finish the job for the rest of your life and or the rest of his life. Why? Because what that's doing is, is having your son to not just look to you, but as he grows, he's going to look to other women to do his work. He's going to look to other women to do his work. And believe it or not, I saw this working in the fourth and fifth grade. Could not believe it on how, you know, some communities are more what we call fast, fast tail girl. And, you know, the girls, they understand their womanhood and the power of being a woman and nurturing. They understand this at a very young age. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep. A lot of these young ladies, they know how to play the role in front of mothers or they know how to play the role in front of their fathers. But huh, you let them loose at school and they're a totally different some, 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 some. But I noticed many of the girls... Uh, let me tell you, let me say, many of the smartest girls in the class would gravitate toward the boy that needed the most help. I kid you not. And so there's a nurturing piece in there that, you know, God has, he's made us nurturers by nature. And so we want to help. And many young ladies, many women, we have a very strong nurturing spirit. We have a very strong spirit to help young men, to help men. But what happens is when, um, when women get in relationships and they still, as adults now, not the fourth and fifth grade girl, but as adults, that nurturing spirit is still there in you. You've been helping men for a long time. And you get in a relationship and you're still helping. Okay. You're still helping. 
and you want to help until you get so tired of helping. You don't want to help anymore because now he doesn't do anything for himself, just like he did with his mom. She did everything. So that takes me back to the homework. That takes me back to the schoolwork. That takes me back to the teachers. When you have uh, a mother who is very frustrated because her son, he, he just doesn't have the motivation to do his schoolwork, to do his work for whatever reason. But for these purposes, I'm going to say because his mom is going to do it. And she's going to send that work to school as if he did it in her handwriting. And she's going to go toe to toe with you that he did it. But for some reason, he can't do it at school by himself. He cannot do it at school by himself. So we would almost prefer you to say, I said it for him verbally. And he gave me the answer and I wrote it down. But I am the kind of educator, I don't care if it's sloppy. I don't care if it's, you know, I do care if it's sloppy, but if it, I just want it to be his work because mom is setting herself up and she is also setting up her son. And it becomes a very difficult task as an educator because you want to help her to stop helping him in that way. But I mean, you know, some mothers, they, they just get frustrated and they just do it because there's a standard that has to be met at school, right? There are skill sets that have to be met in order for him to go on to the next grade level. And so when, when mothers uh, continue to do this, they're actually setting him up to be that kind of man. He's looking for that from his woman. And not only that, he can become a helpless, helpless man. That's where it starts. That is the beginning. Where does he learn how to push? Where does he learn how to, you know, not depend on a woman? Where does he learn how to stop asking for help and making excuses for himself about why he can't do certain things, about why he won't do certain things. Because at this point, at least if he can't, he's building some muscle to try. But instead, he's building your muscle to do it. He's building your muscle to try to get the job done. And guess what? His level of frustration is zero. He's showing that I can't do it and he may get frustrated because he can't, but he knows that at some point you're going to pick up the slack. And so that also goes into his job habits. So some students, some young men over the years, which is why I started this other program because I started, uh, I saw kids in the school system who just did not fit the mold of being in a traditional classroom. Smart young men on one hand, but they learned differently. 
And as they learn differently, you know, sometimes the school system is unforgiving for those students, for those young men who don't have a traditional way of learning. They don't don't learn well in the traditional school setting. They may do better learning one-on-one. They may do better homeschooled. They may do better with, uh, you know, there's so many different ways now that education is set up to help everybody succeed. So you have to know your son and you have to meet the need that way because that could be building up a level of frustration that you're not paying attention to. There's so many different ways to educate. It's not just the traditional school setting. Take your son's education into your own hands. Look at his strengths, look at his weaknesses and make his way, make his path straight accordingly. And so as you are helping him to develop these homework habits, his work habits. You have to really determine how you're going to help him. And you have to ask yourself, is doing his homework for him in his best interest? It may be in your best interest right now, but you're setting yourself up if you continue. And I say right now, it's because It's seven o'clock, it's eight o'clock, it's nine o'clock, it's 10 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock and you all have not gotten through the homework. You're tired, you wanna go to bed. And I totally, totally understand. And that is where uh, it's important to develop that rapport with the teacher, which takes me into another (laughs) point. When you know that your son has a challenge, it's going to be in your best interest to develop a rapport with your son's teacher, not to go at them. You know, I have seen over the years so many mothers who they're so frustrated at their situation uh, that they take it out on the son's teacher because their son can't do the work and the teacher has a requirement. If she's a good teacher, if he's a good teacher, they have a requirement. They not only have the state standards, but they have their own standards to be a master teacher, to teach whatever comes through their classroom. And you have to help. You have to do your part. One of my clients, um, she was, we were going through the book through my book, Setting Boundaries with Your Son. And uh, we got through to a certain chapter, a certain point in the book where we asked, uh, she was asking me uh, about her son. And she was saying that, uh, well, she had three. And she was saying that uh, she goes up to the sons, up to the school because the sons uh, are always having problems with the teacher And she has to go up there and tell them off because they're up there messing with her son. And I said, oh, so you're one of those mothers. You're one of those. See, my my own personal children, they know. Don't come to me. They can tell me what the teacher says, but I'm going to do my own personal investigation 
and I'm not going to put it on the teacher first. Because I'm going to first keep in mind that that teacher is there to help. Now, you do have some sorry teachers, just like you have sorry everything else. Okay? And we have to know when it's our time to go. Whether it's early, and a lot of teachers are leaving the workforce a lot earlier than they did in previous years. Uh, when I first got into teaching, teachers were teaching 40 years and, and did not want to go then. That's when teaching gave you the flexibility to do the things that you know that you need. But it's not quite like that in Timor. <laughs> and so she said, uh, I said, so you're one of those. And I said, stop it. Stop it. And then I went on to tell her what I'm telling you now. Develop a rapport with that teacher, no matter how hard it might be, because it will help to stop the fussing and fighting and you running up to the school every time your son gets in trouble and every time the teacher calls you. Because I promise the teacher does not want to call you. They don't. They have a job to do. But when the job gets challenging because it's not only challenging with the son, but it's also challenging and daunting to call this mother because all she's going to do is fuss with me about, okay, so then what did the other child do? Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, he, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that with me because he knows better. Okay, okay. Oh, no, he, he does. Well, yes, he's been telling me about that child, how, you know, you play favoritism with him or, you know, oh, yes, yes. He, yeah, he's been telling me how you um, have been looking at his homework, telling him that he didn't do this. Oh, he did do that homework. So did he know how to do this when you got finished with him? Yeah. Oh, he knows the whole thing. He knows everything. Oh, he does because he, he forgot because he's acting like he has not seen any of this, any of this. And if he did that homework last night, guess what, mom? He does not remember any of this. And as a matter of fact, this doesn't even look like his handwriting. Did you do this, mom? Oh, no. Oh, I don't do his homework. Oh, I don't do. He did all of that. Okay. Okay. And so the other part is when you develop a rapport with your son's teacher, it opens you up to receiving the help that you need. The teacher can empathize with you just a little bit more. She can give more of herself knowing what it is you need, knowing what it is you need help with. But going off on that teacher is not the answer. And then I want you to ask yourself, if you're going off on teachers constantly because of something that your son said in an attempt to help your son, let me do this with quote, unquote. If you're doing this in an attempt to quote, help, unquote, I mean, your son, that's a problem. That's a problem. 
because what you're doing is setting him up to have problems in his everyday life. It's not teaching him to struggle and it's not teaching him to understand that he cannot have everything his way. Many of the young men today think that everything is supposed to go their way. They can't even accept no from the teacher. They want to go to the principal because the teacher told not only their son no, but them no. And then, mom, I want you to ask yourself, what is it in your life that has made you this way towards your son and towards your teachers? Your son's teachers are your teachers. There's so many lessons to be learned by doing your homework. There's so many lessons to be learned by not doing your son's homework. There's so many lessons to be learned by getting into it with the teacher every time she tells you something about your son. And there's so many lessons to be learned about developing that rapport with your uh, son's teacher. So I want you to think about some of the things that we talked about today. Think about where you see yourself. Think about where you see your son. Because, you know, we're talking about teachers, but believe it or not, many of the teachers that I know struggle with this same topic because of their son, because of their baby boy. And we've got to get that under control now while we still have time. Now, if your son is an adult already, this is something for you to think about. Did you do your son's homework when he was in school? Were you up at the school trying to protect him from the teachers or anybody else that he came home to complain about or anybody else that hindered you from working because if they're calling you, they're probably calling you off of your job. You may be in jeopardy of losing your job or being on some type of probation because you're having to leave your job every day to go and see about your son. And you have to get to the point in where your son understands that you are not coming up to that school to save him. Because as long as he knows that you're coming up there to save him, as long as he knows that you have a problem with the teacher and you're going to be on his side, you're going to be up at that school as long as he's in school those 12, 15 years. That's, that's grade school, high school, because it's not going to work. And that's if he finishes, okay? So we're going to end on that note. Um, I, there's so many different ways that I can go with this. And I think I'm going to save uh, some other things for uh, another podcast. But did you find yourself anywhere? Did you find your son anywhere? Was there any remorse? How did you feel when I said what I said? Did you want to go and crawl up under a rock? Or did you want to tell me off? Where did that come from? Okay. Is that something that you're willing to deal with now? Okay. And so as I close, um, you can join us on our um, Facebook group. 
um, where we are, you know, giving different tips for moms. That's the, the mom rescue method, the rescue method for moms, the rescue method for moms. I'm sorry, the sun rescue method for moms. That's a Facebook group. Um, and you can also join us on these podcasts uh, every Sunday where we talk about different topics. Uh, you can also visit us on our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com and make sure you give us a like uh, on the Facebook and on this podcast and give us a thumbs up, leave a comment and even subscribe to this podcast. We thank you so much for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesleyinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.